This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We have an action-packed show for you today. Off the top, we'll be speaking about the Auditor General's report on the Liberals' electricity plan. But you'll also want to be here later to weigh in on the King Street pilot project, which begins next month, giving a priority to streetcar riders. And the Ontario Private Members Bill, which, if passed, would ban employers from making women wear high heels on the job. But first, yes, the Ontario AG report on the Liberals' 25% cut to hydro bills and a plan for the next 10 years to have a new entity overseen by Ontario Power Generation take on debt to pay the difference in what consumers are saving now. 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. That's our toll-free number. If you missed Bob Comsick's news there at noon, Auditor General Bonnie Lissick says the Wynn government is not properly accounting for the 26 $6 billion in debt the province is taking on to cut the price of hydro. Joining us for a discussion on the report are PC energy critic Todd Smith and consumer advocate Brady Yauk. Welcome to you both. Good afternoon. Todd, let's start with you. Uh, The report, it's damning, but is it damaging? Well, I believe it should be. Um, as, uh, as I just uh, uh, proposed in question period, um, after the, the report came out at uh, 10.30 this morning, and, and Bonnie Lissick, uh, the Auditor General, is, is explaining uh, her report right now at a media conference here in, uh, in Toronto at Queen's Park, um, this, this is four times the gas plant scandal. Uh, you know, the gas plant scandal with Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals signed off on uh, a number of years ago, uh, ended up costing a billion dollars. Um, according to the Auditor General, uh, one, of, one of the most glaring things that popped out at me was the fact that in spite of the best advice from bureaucrats within the Ministry of Energy, uh, the government decided that they would hide this borrowing scheme over at Ontario Power Generation, and, and that resulted in an extra $4 billion in interest costs that ratepayers, electricity customers in the province of Ontario, are going to pick up. So this is a this is a huge scandal, and we know it's all about the Liberals' re-election campaign. This is not really about providing relief uh, to electricity customers in Ontario, because if, if it was, then they would be open and honest, as the Auditor General says, and not try and hide these damning numbers uh, at OPG and off the government's books. And Brady Yauk, uh, your take on this. Did any of what the AG said this morning in her report come as a surprise to you? Uh, not really. I mean, many energy critics have been rightfully uh, going after this plan from the start, saying it's going to cost ratepayers more in the long run than it is going to save them in the short run. But I think one thing that I, I would like to, to stress is that uh, we, we set up a system here in Ontario where you pay the true cost of electricity. You know, in the wake of Ontario Hydro and all the, these systems are set up, we had an independent regulator. 
and you paid each month what it costs to service your electricity. The Fair Hydro plan destroys that connection. So you're no longer paying for the service in which you're consuming. You're paying a lesser amount, and then you're kicking the cost of that difference to your, your children, your grandchildren. I think that's a very important um, component of this bill that people should be worried about because the idea of an independent regulator setting rates based on cost is gone. We don't have that anymore in Ontario. And that's, that's for me, sort of the final nail in the coffin of what's gone wrong in Ontario. But are, aren't we, in, in effect, aren't we contradicting our criticism from prior to the announced rate cut of 25 percent? Because everybody in the province was upset about their skyrocketing rates. So Premier Wynne did something about it. Now we're complaining that she's put the cost down the road. I mean, what would the solution have been other than to cut hydro prices? I'll, I'll start with you, Todd. Yeah, I think it's just so glaring that this is all about politics and not about actually providing relief. And, and those in the, end, in, uh, the energy industry uh, agree with me as well. I mean, this was the simple and quick way to take the high rising cost of electricity off the table leading into to next year's election campaign. What the government really should have realized a number of years ago uh, was that people couldn't afford their hydro bills, that businesses were leaving the province because they couldn't afford their hydro bills and there was no predictability in the energy sector any longer. What the government needed to do was wake up years ago when we brought all of these issues to their attention and get down to do the hard work at that time to try and actually take costs out of the system. This isn't taking any cost out of the system. No. This is just borrowing and amassing billions of dollars in new debt and then trying to hide it uh, in a mischievous way over at Ontario Power Generation. And, you know, Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals are not being honest again with the people of Ontario about what's happening. And thank goodness we have independent officers of the legislature uh, that are able to do that. This comes on the heels of the Financial Accountability Officers Report. And then even prior to that, there was a leaked document uh, that was sent to my office, a leaked cabinet document, that showed the same thing. This, this actually doesn't take any costs out of the system. It just amasses billions of dollars in new debt and interest payments. Let's talk about that uh, extra money that's going to be spent, a total cost of $39.4 billion over 30 years, much higher than the $26 billion that the cost has been touted to be at this point. And, I'll, and Brady, you can weigh in on that. Right. And, and one, so over the next decade, they say consumers are going to save $18 billion through, through this complex structure of issuing debt and, and lowering your monthly hydro bill. But by the time you pay it off in 2045, which is itself kind of an insane system that we're now paying off lower hydro bills as far out to 2045, but that's going to cost $21 billion in interest costs to lower your bill by $18 billion. But what makes it even a bit worse is that had the province decided, you know what, out, ratepayers are outraged, they want lower bills, we'll give them lower bills, but they would have had to go back into a deficit if they put that cost on its own books. But had they done that, they would have saved ratepayers, uh, according to the Auditor General, but there are other people that have um, you know, supported this claim, they would have saved you $4 billion. But they would have had to own the cost of their own policy. But instead, they set up this very uh, complex regulatory assets, which we can get into, but it's not really necessary. And that sort of hides the cost, but it ends up costing you more because the interest rates are higher on that regulatory asset. So, so we're actually making it even worse because we want to pretend that we're not going to run deficits and take out debt to do this. PC Energy critic Todd Smith, had they done that, the governing liberals, what would the opposition's take on that have been? Wouldn't, wouldn't you guys have been all over them for, for increasing the deficit? 
Well, clearly. I mean, the, the plan has been a failure from the start. And talking about the Green Energy Act and the management uh, within the energy sector, yes, uh, we probably would have taken, to use an old phrase, uh, taken them out to the woodshed on that issue because they were driving up the province's debt again. But they're driving up the province's debt anyway and making it worse with this dishonest scheme that they've come out with and not use proper accounting uh, as the Auditor General states and the Financial Accountability Officer uh, states as well. Um, you know, what really needed to happen again was to get down to the hard work uh, years ago to start to take costs out of the system, and the government just wasn't willing to do that. And there are a number of different reasons for that. Some of them are political. They believe maybe that what they were doing was in the best interests of the province of Ontario. Clearly, it hasn't been for manufacturing jobs, as we saw in another report that came out in the Financial Post this morning, indicating that we had a net loss of 75,000 manufacturing jobs as a direct result of the Green Energy Act. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there. The, all along, uh, over the 10 years that the Green Energy Act has been in place, uh, we have seen the disaster that was going to, to, to end up hitting the province hard, and, and it's been a snowball effect when it comes to things like the global adjustment that are just so unpredictable for our manufacturing uh, sector and, and, and for our, our residential customers as well, because that cost is hidden in your, your, in your electricity bill and your distribution and delivery charges. So, uh, you know, this, this is intended to be a quick fix. It's a very, very expensive fix. And as Brady just pointed out again, uh, a $4 billion extra interest cost simply because the government wanted to hide this. And, and thank goodness for the AG in exposing it. We want to hear from you. We're talking today about the Auditor General's report, which says the Wynn government is not properly accounting for the $26 billion in debt the province is taking on to cut the price of hydro by 25%. You've likely noticed I'm sure we're all on a budget, uh, if, if not a fixed income for some of you, and you've likely seen that the cost of your hydro has gone down since the start of the summer. Uh, you have to weigh that, square that with the fact that an additional, well, it looks like close to $14 billion is being tacked onto that to remortgage the whole system over the next 30 years. Your thoughts are welcome. 416-360-0740-1-866-740-4740. Uh, we're speaking with PC Energy critic Todd Smith, as well as Brady Yauk, Executive Director and Economist with the Consumer Policy Institute. Todd, the Liberals say their financing structure is indeed in compliance with accounting standards. Why the AG, why is she saying one thing and they're saying another? I mean, are they both right, but with different nuances taken into account? No, um, I, I believe the Auditor General is right, and the Auditor General has the support of all of the other provincial and federal Auditor Generals in Canada when it comes to this. And um, My colleague, uh, Lisa McLeod, who I know you probably know, um, mm -hmm. is uh, on our public accounts committee and uh, and she was at a conference back in uh, New Brunswick in September uh, where they discussed what was happening here in Ontario and uh, all of the other auditors across the province uh, and the country uh, understand that the way that Ontario's Auditor General is looking at the numbers and the accounting practices that she's using are in line with acceptable public sector accounting practices. It's this government that is continuing to play funny business uh, with the numbers and they did it on the budget. Uh, telling us that we had a balanced budget in Ontario, and clearly we don't, and, and all of the experts out there are saying that we didn't. Uh, and, and then when you, when you see this kind of uh, 
a report come out today that uh, that the Auditor General has released. You know, it, it, it talks about an unnecessary and complex financing structure that was really created to deceive uh, the people of Ontario, and, and, and that's what we have, uh, just a complete lack of respect for Ontario residents, taxpayers, and, and electricity customers, and, uh, and, and the end cost, you know, if they were going to do it, if they were going to bring in this unfair liberal hydro plan, uh, at least be honest about it. But by being dishonest and hiding it at OPG, there's an extra $4 billion attached to this, which is, which, as I said earlier, is the same as four previously cancelled gas plants. So if they got away with it once on the gas plant scandal, well, they've doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down uh, on this scandal with the unfair hydro plan. Right. Is it fair to call it a scandal? 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Jane for Libby and Joan in Oshawa. You're up first, Joan. Your comments or questions? Hello, Jane. How are you today? Fine, thanks. uh, I say hello to your guests. Listen, this is so ridiculous, this beating around the bush by the wind government and trying to not just, how would you call it, um, not just to deceive, but also defraud the public. I mean, this is absolutely unacceptable. And we've been hearing one scandal after another for years. So this amounts to a scandal for you. Yes, it certainly does. Despite and the fact that your hydro bills are 25% less. Yes, because, you know, people are going to have to pay for it in the end later on. Well, that's exactly the way it's been set up, Joan. Thank you for calling in. Now, what about that, Todd? What if, say, voters are so annoyed by this, this becomes uh, the issue that takes down the Liberal government, and they decide instead to bring in an NDP or PC government. What happens with this scenario with with the energy plan? What does Patrick Brown do? I know you can't speak to what Andrea Horvath would do, but what would Patrick Brown do if he becomes premier? Yeah, there are ways to take costs out of the system, and, and we've been discussing those, and we put a number of our policy resolutions up on our website for people to uh, to take a look at, but there are, there are other things as well that we've been talking about, about actually doing the hard work to take the costs out of the system, not just make our kids and grandkids uh, pay bill- billions of dollars more for the mistakes that uh, that the government has made on this. And we've, we've been crunching the numbers uh, after reading the AG's report today. And this, you know, Brady might be interested in this, uh, representing consumers, but this is this is going to cost eight hundred dollars a year uh, for per household, per household eight hundred dollars a year uh, per household uh, for for this plan. So this is this is going to cost you more on on your electricity bill, and and it's all part of this re-election campaign. Uh, you know. The thing that the government needed to do, and I mentioned it a couple times, Jane, is, is, is stop digging the hole deeper, and that's what they did. They, they, they just kept digging the hole deeper and, and not uh, tackling the issues as they arose. Brady, Todd put that comment to you, so let's get your reaction. Yeah, so I, I've always been, and my organization has always been very clear that we, we want the cost of policies uh, evidence to consumers. So, for example, the clean energy uh, transformation that we've seen over the last decade, we said from the start we actually think it's going to be a lot higher than, than the province is saying Initially, they said it was only going to be about 1% a year. We said, we think it's going to be a lot higher. You should tell the public, this is what we think it's really going to cost, and then the public can take you to the ballot box and hold you to account for the type of policies you've created. So we've always been very um, critical of the fact that we didn't think the real costs were going to be were evident to consumers. Because if they were, 
and then consumers still wanted to go ahead with the transformation of the electricity sector, well, that's a decision that, as a society, we made and mm-hmm. we're going to move ahead with. But, but that's not how it, it played out, and that it was always very problematic for us. So, the, so right from the beginning, we questioned how this was presented to, to voters. We think they were misled. Well, wasn't there a period of time, though, where Premier Wynne was touting clean energy and she was talking about the expenses associated with that? And then when they lost the by-election in East Scarborough there, um, they started to kind of tweak into the fact that the higher electricity prices could actually bring the government down. Yeah, they, they sort of changed the tune on it. And, and one of the funny ideas of this Fair Hydro plan is that they've ex- sort of re-amortized the, the, the contracts. So the contracts for a lot of these renewable producers were for 20 years. They're now saying, well, we're going to pay them off over 30 years. But if you look at other uh, jurisdictions that have, have gone as strong into renewable energy as in, in Ontario, like Germany, for example, it, they found out that the wind turbines don't actually last that long. But after 20 years, they involve a lot of uh, work, some of the gearboxes and some of the, the, the mechanical components that would have to be replaced. So, in fact, they don't, they're not going to be operating. They may not be operating after 20 years. Uh, and so we're going to be paying for an asset that we say, oh, we're g- this is for future generations who are going to benefit from it. But, in fact, no one's going to be benefiting from it at the time because they're not actually going to be producing power. Okay. So, so they're sort of, you're, you're re-amortizing the rent on an asset that you're not even going to own at the end. Okay. I, I'm going to take another call or two here. Todd, I understand you have to go. PC Energy critic Todd Smith, we really appreciate you taking time out on a very busy day at Queen's Park. Thank you, Jane. Appreciate it. Let's go to Edmund in Brampton. Go ahead, Edmund. Your comments? Yeah, hi. Good afternoon. I just wanted to know what the PC government would do to correct the situation right now. They're saying the Liberals should have changed this 10 years ago. But my question is, what do they plan to do to fix the problem if they become in power? Now, maybe you just you. Uh, maybe you just joined us because um, Todd Smith, before he had to go there, did explain that they're going to try to take costs out of the system. They will take costs out of the system. And there is information, he says, on the PC website. So you can read that, and you'll be hearing more about that in the months to come ahead of next spring's election when... When the consumers, when the voters will weigh in, I just want to ask you, Brady, before we wrap up this segment, how effective is the Auditor General's report? Does it require any changes to be made? Uh, I mean, I I think it's effective. I, I don't think I don't think the government's actually going to change how they've introduced the Fair Hydro Plan. I, th- I think, uh, as you you pointed out at the beginning of the show, that consumers want a rate cut. Well, here you go, and they did what they had to do to get there, and. Well, we all dis- we might disagree on how how they did it and some of the policies that are being enacted to get there. The fact is that they they gave people what they were clamoring for, and and sometimes you know you get what you ask for. I thank you for your time. Thanks, Brady Yauk, executive director and economist with the Consumer Policy Institute. This is Jane Brown for Libby Snymer. Libby is back tomorrow, and still to come before one o'clock. I want to hear what you think about the proposed rules that would ban Ontario employers from requiring women employees to wear high heels. And up next, the King Street pilot project is ready to go as streetcar riders become the priority on King West between Bathurst and Jarvis. Stay with us. That's next. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.